Hey, they say that they winning, but to me it's just a blowout. Hey, every week we putting numbers on the board, we show out. Hey, all it took was just a bit of patience with the grind. Hey, you can never hold hey, it back. Hey, 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 hey. In this game already. Oh, yeah. For this game already. All right, we're going to get things started. We're sure that more people will pile and pile in. We'll get started with the crew who is here right now. It's our first time. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm just a pretty face. That's my only job here. All right, welcome to the first ever live edition of the Drive the Lane podcast. I'm, let me say, first of all, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for all coming out. This is an awesome showing for friends and family. Hopefully the fake Ohio State fans that aren't here yet will be here at some point. Um, but first and foremost, we want to thank you guys for coming out. We're super, super excited about this. Hopefully this is, isn't the last live show that we have either. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of giveaways that we will be giving away. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm quitting on the, on the live video too. It's not working. Yeah, you guys are lucky because we were supposed to live stream this on Facebook, tweet it out, all that good stuff, and uh, that's not working. So you guys are the only people that will be taking this in live. So yeah, round, round of applause for that. So here's the deal. For those of you that don't know us, which right now is... Everyone knows us. None of you. <laughs> I, I'm Andrew Zolden, and my co-host over here is the legendary Ohio State walk-on turned scholarship player, which his parents were very happy about, <laughs> Joey Lane. I hope you guys all know us who are here right now, so we shouldn't have to introduce ourselves. But um, this, is, this is technically our, our eighth episode. Technically. Um, almost like a double episode because we'll be here for two hours. Um, but we do have a lot to, to cover tonight. We're going to give stuff away. Um, hopefully not to you guys because you guys have a lot of Ohio State gear already, obviously, from, from us. But, uh, um, but yeah, we're gonna get, we've got some great sound bites from previous episodes, which I'm sure you guys have all listened to. Um, and we're going to be talking all things Ohio State and all things going on in the sports world. Before we get to all that, it would be a disservice to not talk about our sponsors uh, one of them is, which you can see on my computer and right here, Jack Daniel's Tennessee Apple, which is delicious. Get ready to try it. And then, of course, we got Manny's Deli, who has brought some delicious cookies. Bizarre Entertainment has set this whole thing up. Thank you to Bizarre Entertainment. Shout out to our intern, Jack Bizarre. And the official, the official High Street, or the official Drive the Lane sponsor is High Street Tees. If, if you're passionate, nostalgic, <laughs> and straight up nuts about anything and everything Ohio State, then our, our sponsor, High Street Tees, is perfect for you. They have all the t-shirts, pint glasses, and more that you could possibly need to help relive your glory days at Ohio State. Shout out to my dad reliving his glory days. Shout out to my mom. Uh, check out all the gear for Mean Mr. Mustards, Papa Joe's, Bernie's Bagels, Buckeye Donuts, and more. Uh, Drive the Lane is going to help you save some cash, too. Head on over to highstreettees.com slash DTL, and at checkout, use our promo code DTL15 for 15% off your entire purchase. That is highstreettees.com slash DTL. High Street Tees is a toast to Ohio, or to High Street Legends and the current Ohio High Street Legends. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's get started.
All right. We have a lot to cover in this two-hour period live from McGee's Tavern and Grill. A lot, a lot, a lot to cover. But first and foremost, the reason that we are here, the reason that we are here is the Ohio State versus Northwestern football game, which is going on in Evanston tomorrow night. Just down the street from us. It's pretty exciting. Not every year that the Chicago-based alumni in Chicago, you know, they get to see their Bucks play live and in person in, in Chi-Town. Yeah, I was saying it was a really rare situation because not only are they here in Chicago, it's a Friday night game, and they don't play Northwestern every year. So it's definitely, definitely an interesting situation, but I don't think the outcome of the game will be too interesting. I don't yeah. know what you're thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're hoping the Buckeyes, uh, you know, pummel the Wildcats tomorrow. But being a bas- in the basketball world, we play, you know, every team in the Big Ten every single year, sometimes home and away. Um, but that doesn't happen in football. And honestly, on the way here, Zolden, you kind of uh, refresh my memory that, you know, in the Big Ten, you know, East and West or whatever the divisions are called now, um, you don't play every single team every year. And on the road, you know, you don't. Like, you don't get to play every team on the road, especially. So I was under the impression that they played, like, twice every four years. Well, they did play They did play last year in the Big Ten Championship, but that doesn't really count. Right. I'm, I mean, it counts, get, but it wasn't on the schedule. Yeah, uh, right. I well, know the Big Ten saying. Championship's on the schedule for Ohio State every, <laughs> every year. Every year. The other side, it's sometimes interesting I, who comes out of I there. I think it was Terry McLaurin who said uh, on our show one time, he said, you know, the goal is to make it to Indy every year. And so yeah. – that's uh yeah shout out shout out Terry. Um, so the line on the game is is twenty eight points and the over that, under that just <laughs> well when you say twenty eight points that means nothing to me I I don't right neither that of means us nothing neither of us we don't are gamblers so we, we don't know we don't the, spend money that what way minus twenty eight means the over under is forty eight and a half and I'm thinking that if that's gonna hit it's gonna be fifty two nothing Ohio State yeah I for those of you who aren't familiar with how spreads work twenty eight and a half means the people in Vegas think that the Buckeyes are going to win by more than four touchdowns. Um, and then when the over, oh, the over under is 48 and a half, that means uh, they think they're going to, the combined teams are going to score 48 and a half points. Will Northwestern score a single point? I'm not sure. So that makes that a little bleak to go over that. But Start, like you said, 52 nothing. Starting, starting in a couple minutes here is the uh, Chiefs Broncos game. And like what you mentioned, Vegas, so I heard, thinks that the Chiefs are going to win that game by three. Yeah, I heard it was three. Yeah, I think they might win that game by more. If I could, I would put money on that. Yeah, as a podcast, we would pool money together and send it in an envelope, seal it, send it to Vegas, and hope that the Chiefs score four or more points. We're definitely not taking all the cover money that we're getting from this and putting it on Ohio State tomorrow, right? Yeah, no, luckily we have a the clear backup plan is that all the money, hypothetically, we spent – on gambling, whatever, we can make that all up tonight. So. Absolutely. Other big, other big Ten games this week of note, Purdue takes on Iowa, which is boring. Iowa's boring. Purdue's boring. Similar colors, though. Sim- <laughs> Very similar colors. A little darker for uh, Purdue. Though. I th- Purdue's coming off a nice win. I think Iowa will, similarly to the Buckeyes, will pummel them. Wisconsin plays the awful – Fighting Illini. Do we have Almost any Illini, Illini alum in the house? We do. He's not looking. But uh, the team's not very good. They almost stole one from Michigan last week, but that's that not hard incredible. to do anymore. No, it's not. Definitely not hard to do. Uh, who else we got? We got Indiana, Indiana, Maryland. Indiana, Maryland. Shout out my friend uh, Jordan, who's here from IU. That's a big uh, whose season will stay relevant game. Um, big whose season will stay Maryland relevant Maryland started game. out as people are like, oh, they might make the, the – 
college football playoff. Look at that offense. And yeah. then, boom, just all downhill from there. Uh, uh, Michigan plays Penn State, which I think Penn State will wipe the floor with them. The annual whiteout game, usually they save it for Ohio State, but they play at Ohio State this year, so that's not possible. Um, I, the line is nine in that game. I think Penn State might win by four touchdowns. I agree with you. And then the big game. The huge game. Undefeated Minnesota. At Rutgers. At Rutgers. Minnesota's looking like a team that could be playing for the Big Ten West title on November 30th against Wisconsin. I guess so. I, do, I haven't seen Minnesota play, but apparently they have some good freshmen. They got a good quarterback that's great. I, I just refuse. Any team with those colors just can't win. They can't win a Big Ten championship. I agree with you. What are the colors? Maroon and yellow? That's just that's not good. I don't know, but they're the uh, they're the golden gophers, so I'm gonna guess that oh, gold, gold I'm gonna guess that gold is definitely one of their they have, colors. They have one of the greatest basketball arenas in the Big Ten, if not the country. Um, and my dad actually made it a point to try to go to every road game that I had. Not every road game, but every stadium. Um, and uh, that was the only place that he didn't go to, and it's probably one of my favorites. So we're gonna play some of our sound bites from episodes that we've done so far. But before we do that, we want to explain how you guys could win some prizes, which include tickets to the game. So our intern, Jack Bazaar, sitting right over there, is going to be sitting right, he's going to move over here, and you're going to have to come up and show him that you follow at Drive the Lane Pod on Twitter and at Drive the Lane on Instagram in order to get a raffle ticket. So if you want to do that, head on over there right now while we play some of our sound bites, and, and Jack Bazaar will hook that up. Hopefully you guys are already going to the game, but if you're not, we got And if you are at the age where you do not partake in social media, prove that, <laughs> and you can get a raffle ticket as well. <laughs> we need IDs. You have to be yeah. 68 and older. Nice. <laughs> But, yeah, we're going to play some of our uh, sound bites from episodes before. So for those of you that are Ohio State fans, feel free to go up and get a raffle ticket from Jack if you show the uh, proper credentials. For those of you who are Ohio State fans, you know that a couple years ago, Jared Sullinger had some fun singing Party in the USA. We had some fun with him doing it, too. Yeah, he, Sully, awesome, unbelievable dude. He was not super excited about singing with us, but uh, you'll see. He uh, warmed up pretty fast to that. Yeah. He definitely did. We're going we're gonna to play that for you guys right now. Before we kind of transition, maybe the NBA, stuff yeah. like that, do you still know the lyrics to Party in the USA? No. No? I so mean, I could. If, if I actually I uh, printed them out. <laughs> maybe me and you could sing it. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I printed it out. I hopped up the planet in the accident of dream of my car again. Welcome to the land of fame excess. Woo! Am I gonna fit? <laughs> Jumped in the cab, here I am for the first time. Look to my right, and I see the This former. is all so crazy. Best Everybody seems so Jeff. famous. Okay, 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 please, please. We also. Every time I hear that, I want. I, will, I cringe. You know, we had such a good time singing with Selinger that we actually decided why not sing with Kraft and Diebler, too. Five, six, seven, eight. I hopped off the plane at LAX with my dreams in my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame excess. Woo! Am I gonna fit in? Jumped in the cab, here I am for the first time. Look to the right and I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Okay. Everybody's just so famous. 
My tummy's turning and I'm feeling kinda homesick Too much pressure and I'm nervous As when the taxi man turned on the radio And the Jay-Z song was on Who was on? And the Jay-Z song was on See, yeah. I got to I got to redeem myself I, put my hands hey, I didn't even <laughs> open this paper That's got, pretty good I got yeah. to redeem myself at Golden State Warriors open practice when I, I do camp. Yeah, If we're talking YouTube videos, that's a great YouTube video also I, I, I redeem myself, you know, I played to the crowd I will say the one addition from Sully to Kraft was myself singing. True. I warmed up True. through it with those guys. So our best interview that we have had this year, in our opinion, our funniest interview, was with Tyvis Powell, who talked about Terry McLaurin. And Joey actually noticed something very funny when we were talking to him. Here, take a listen. Opens the door, and when I tell you he shot Terry up so bad with Terry Walker, I was like, oh, my goodness. I still got the video on my phone. Oh, well, we might have to get that video. I might have to send it to you. I can't believe <laughs> Wait, unrelated, have you seen the, the the video on Twitter of the fireworks where the guy's saying, put in reverse, Terry? No, you haven't seen that. You you we'll send that. To we'll you. send that to you because you oh sound when you're telling that story. You sound just like the guy in that video. <laughs> oh yeah, I ain't never seen him. Put put it reverse there. You, I guarantee when I send it to you, you'll know what I'm talking. So we won't leave you hanging. You want to hear what that actually uh, is supposed to sound like? Oh, <laughs> we have a clip of that. Bag up, bag up, bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh. I mean, that's just incredible. I, I can't tell the difference between that video and from Tyvis. It actually, when I was hearing him live, I was like, holy moly, like that is literally him. And then you hear it back, and it's like, I couldn't have been more right. And, of course, we have Tyvis joining us tonight in about an hour. Which will be very funny. Actually, less than an hour. I think we're, we're Wait, calling we them We actually it. need to talk about how the Redskins stole our idea also. They we, did steal our idea. We I don't started, know who saw that video. Yeah, but probably no one. They did a remix to put it in reverse Terry. About Terry McLaurin. And that's, when we coined put in reverse Terry as Terry McLaurin. Yeah, that's our, that's our thing. Yeah, and they stole it. That's okay. They, we'll just, I mean, I know a few good lawyers. We'll sue them. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> BS. Moving back to some, uh, some other stuff. You know, we got the AP poll top 10, which came, comes out every Sunday or Monday, depending on if there's a holiday. <laughs> depending we, if it's the Jewish New Year. Or we not. got Bama at number one. We got LSU number two, Clemson three, Ohio State four, Oklahoma five, Wisconsin six. Then we got a couple more Big Ten teams and Penn State in the top 10. And then you got, of course, Michigan at 16, Iowa at 23. To be honest, this is what I think is going to happen what do you with, gonna with happen? the college football playoff. I think Ohio State absolutely has all the keys to make it to the college football playoff. But what scares me is potentially having to beat a team twice, which is what they might have to do with Wisconsin. When you're the best team in the Big Ten and it's not even close, I mean, Wisconsin's defense kind of scares me, but it, if you don't beat a team twice, then maybe you shouldn't be in the playoff anyway. So, I mean, if you can't beat a team twice. Yeah, but when you, when you think about it, it's tough to beat a team twice. I think Buckeye fans would probably feel a little more comfortable if we played Wisconsin than Minnesota. Wisconsin than Minnesota. But I will say Michigan State had no problem beating us twice when I was a freshman in college. They beat us three times in five days. So then what? In basketball? In basketball. Well, basketball is completely different. Like when you guys lost 17 times to uh, 
Penn State. Right. Three, t- three times that year. Yeah. So, so some teams you have their number. Hopefully we have Wisconsin's number, which we have in the past. So Yeah. I, Let me say this about the, the rankings. Um, I think we talked about this with Josh Shua, Perry, a little bit um, back in a previous episode, but it doesn't make any sense to have these rankings right now until the college football playoff rankings come out because it doesn't even matter. We could, for all we know, the college football committee has us as number one. So then, you know. Well, there's no, way, there's no way that LSU and Bama are getting in unless, unless one of them wins when they play in the regular season. And then what we're talking about now, the nightmare scenario where Ohio State and Wisconsin beat each other. The nightmare scenario is if Ohio State has to play Missouri. Well, that's a nightmare scenario because – well, no, that's the golden scenario. If Ohio State has to play Missouri in the college football playoff, I think that's a dream, definitely not a nightmare. I, the nightmare is that they all beat each other. And then it's like, okay, right, one exactly. is an SEC champion, and then it's one lost Bama or something, and they always put Bama in. So then what? Yeah, Bam, Bama's in. But you they just say there's three spots because yeah. Bama's in. Yeah, I will say, though, that this Ohio State team is different than teams in the past because um, they're, they're, we went out, we control our own destiny, we're in. Like, it, yeah. We've been so impressive so far that I don't think it really matters. I, I agree. The reason we've been so impressive. Like, we're more impressive than Clemson. If we both went out, who's well, Clemson in? looks like, terrible. Exactly. We should so be ahead of Clemson. We w- it's fine. I mean, Oklahoma maybe and us are both very, like, we're on the same level, and then Clemson's a step below. So maybe it'll end up being two SEC teams, Oklahoma and Ohio State. Then we're fine. Well, the reason that Ohio State is as good as they are, and I say the reason because you can only go as far as your quarterback, is definitely Justin Fields, who is just absolutely tearing up this year. And, in fact... This isn't a Justin Fields jersey, but it's a Justin Fields jersey that we're giving away. I mean, it's, it's you like defense, it could be Jeff Okuda. You like offense, it's Justin Fields. That's true. This, this is all but true. But, yeah, we're, that's one of the giveaways we have tonight. Um, but, obviously, you can't put Fields on the back of the jersey because the NCAA hates everyone but themselves. Yeah. That's another story for but another But Fields day. this year has 1,300 yards, 18 pass touchdowns. One interception. One interception. That's the crazy, that's the crazy number. He's incredible. I People were so nervous about him. I actually was fortunate enough to go to a practice um, during their spring football practice season, that whole deal before the spring game. Uh, and one of the assistant coaches who I've gotten close with over the years came up to me and um, was telling me about all the stuff he was seeing, yada, yada. He was with Urban Meyer at Florida, so he saw some unbelievable players. And he said, look, we have never had anyone since I've been with Coach Meyer or obviously Coach Day who's been as talented as Justin Fields. So when he told me that, it put me in ease a little bit, but until you get on the field and, and prove it, then there's something to be said about that. So he's incredible. He, he really is incredible. But right now he's fourth in the Heisman odds. Yeah, because he can't beat Joe Burrow. No one can beat Joe what Burrow. Does it say, what does it say about Urban Meyer that Joe Burrow well, – I don't even know what I'm Dwayne talking Dwayne Haskins, Joe Burrow, JT Barrow were all on the same team. Right, but what does it say about, what does it say about Urban – and this is a negative on Urban. I like him. He retweets our stuff. JT Barrow was his son. That's why. I, I mean, know, but but maybe you should have started Burrow over but JT Burrow Barrett, was and also, then you win another national funny, championship. No, it's funny because that is definitely an argument. But Shelly Meyer, she uh, tuned into Twitter, and she was, she was all over Twitter, and she was saying, you know, here's the deal. Joe Burrow was a little injured, so he couldn't get the same amount of reps, and Dwayne Haskins was head and shoulder better. And it obviously wasn't an easy decision because Joe Burrow is clearly a heck of a player. But, I mean, it's the – Hey, he's getting his, and we're getting ours. What does it matter? Well, this is, this is what I think should happen. What do you think should happen? I think Urban Meyer or Ryan Day should fly out to 
Washington and say, give me $10 million a year, actually $20 million a year, and I'll coach your terrible Redskins franchise. Urban Meyer should be the coach of the Redskins. Because no. he'd be coaching Scary Terry. No, but he'd be coaching Dwayne Haskins. Okay. And if anyone could get the best out of Haskins, it's Urban Meyer. Like I get that. But Or I guess or I guess Shelly Meyer. Maybe Shelly <laughs> Meyer should be the head coach. But like the reason why Urban was so good is because I guess this translates to the NFL, but most, first and foremost, he was like a recruiting genius. You don't recruit in the NFL. But he's got his guys. He's got his recruits in Terry and, and Haskins. I, I guess, but I don't know. And then you just draft Chase Young this year. They're going to have the second pick. I mean, yeah. And all of a sudden, you okay. got your Ohio State team. Right, but okay, so if he's that getting... That brings me to a good point. Obviously, if, we'll he's get getting, a second. if he's getting $20 million, I mean, $20 million a year, of course he's going to coach the NFL team, but he's not. He's right, going to make less million. than if he was at USC, which you, you think he's going to coach. I don't think he's going to coach again. I um, think he's going to coach again, and I think he's going to be the Washington Redskins head coach. Next season. How awesome would it, the Kansas City Chiefs game just start? How awesome would it be if we like saw pick six live? Wow. That'd be And the Yankees the hit a grand slam at the same time. That'd be live. exciting. We anyway. were talking about the Buckeyes for a second, but the Buckeyes in the NFL are about as good as it gets. Yeah. Terry McLaurin this year has four hundred and eight yards and five touchdowns. Shout five out games. to Terry. He awesome podcast guest and also an awesome fantasy football player. And he's on my uh, he's on my team. Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke. On my fantasy Zeke. team, 491 yards this season and five touchdowns, which is good enough for sixth in the NFL. And he barely, is, it seems like he barely touches the ball. I know. they got to give him the ball a little more. It's kind of frustrating. Yeah, it's all right. Michael Thomas. They stink, too, by the way. Michael Thomas is unbelievable. He's second in the NFL in yards with 632. With a backup quarterback. And their backup and quarterback. probably if you have not Teddy Bridgewater, he's got more than three touchdowns right now. You don't think Breeze and Michael Thomas would have no, more than three touchdowns? No doubt. I just, seven games into the season? No doubt. I, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is finding his way um, and getting better every single week, but, I mean, Drew Breeze is Drew Breeze. So at the end of the day, I mean, <laughs> who's going to be a better quarterback for Michael Thomas since Drew Breeze? And they have, like, the best connection in the NFL. Yeah, and exactly. Eventually, Drew Breeze will be back, and Michael Thomas can – Take back over the dominating. Curtis Samuel last week. Wow. The also one, fantasy the one football week team. I decide to bench him. Right. The one week I decide to bench him, Curtis Samuel has 70 yards, a touchdown. How about and a rushing touchdown? How about the luxury of having Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin and having to choose between them because no matter what, you're starting a buckeye. They both had 20 points. How about the luxury of being able to just steal people's podcast ideas and tweet a video about them how and not get in trouble for it, even how, though it was clearly our idea. How about the luxury of being an NFL player? <laughs> That's true. Or that being an NBA player, like our friend, well, your friend, my new friend, Jalen Brunson. Well, I could have. People don't understand that I could have been in the NBA. I actually signed a contract with the Chicago Bulls. The only problem was uh, they didn't sign it. I don't think signing a ticket sales contract is the same thing as hey. signing a... Hey, man. <laughs> hey. To each his own. The last guy, though, is El Guapo himself, Carlos Hyde. Future guest. Future guest of the show. Uh, Carlos, 116 yards and a touchdown last week as the Texans beat the Chiefs. Uh, that's we're not insane. Even, we're not even talking about the defense. Yeah. Or as we should be calling Ohio State South with the Saints. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two of the best defenses in the NFL have been the Saints and the 49ers. And what's the common theme? Their anchors are Buckeyes. And that's what – it's oh, funny because that, that flag plant we, we had talk, me in a in – a, <laughs> I had you in half a chub. <laughs> <laughs> that's Nick, Nick Chubb. That's Nick Chubb. Yeah, um, that's Nick Chubb. Wait, we're if we're about. talking about the defensive guys, um, we should mention um, the, the XFL. 
bunch of Buckeyes got drafted to the I wanna DC wait. team. I want to I want to talk about that with Tyus. Okay. Yeah, we can. We That's can something we should talk about with Tyus. Uh, his his son actually is the quarterback there. Exactly, his son <laughs> Jesse Rogers is going to be joining us in a couple minutes to talk a little bit about the game, a little bit about the Cubs, a little bit about a little bit of everything. <laughs> but before we get to Jesse Rogers. It's always important to talk about our sponsors, one of, of which, Jack Daniel's Tennessee Apple, which is delicious. Absolutely delicious, some would say. And you know what? It's made with real apples. It has the unique character of Jack Daniel's Tennessee whiskey combined with crisp green apple for a fresh, rewarding taste. Is it bold? It's bold. It's refreshing. And it's exceptionally smooth. In fact, you guys can actually try out Jack Daniels, uh, their new their new drink. Um, there's a special deal going on for six bucks. A little funny story about us as friends and podcasters. Yeah. After the Terran- acquaintances, after after the coworkers, t- after sorry, <laughs> after the Terry McLaurin recording, your mom said to us, "Do you guys want to go get some dinner?" And that's what Jewish moms do. They they take you out for food. Exactly, and you had a nice like a beer probably. And I said, you know yeah, what? I'm a man. I said, you know what? That special drink looks good right there. I'm going to try that Tennessee apple whiskey. And boom. Who would have thought they'd be a sponsoring, month and a half our later, they're sponsoring our live event? A month later. It's just insane. Just insanity. Absolutely insane. You know, we've been going for about uh, 30 minutes now. God, t- just like a blink of the eye. We're going to take a quick little break, play a little music for you guys. If you were listening earlier, you'll understand. If you have not gotten your raffle tickets in yet, head up to the bucket, get your raffle tickets in, win some gear, win find, some tickets. Find our intern, uh, Jack, Jack Bizarre. Bizarre. He's wearing our faces He's on his shirt. He's wearing our faces. Get, get involved. Get in. I'll say it one more time. If you it. have not gotten your raffle ticket yet, please do so from Jack Bizarre. Wait, right. we never said buckle up and drive the lane. Let's say that real quick. Buckle up. And drive the lane. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're going to come back to the show now. Did you guys miss us? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. What do we got? So we were talking earlier about fields. We were talking earlier about Joe Burrow. And... And one thing we haven't talked about yet is where they're going to be drafted in next year's draft. Fields, obviously, not cannot, old, be. cannot be drafted. But we got some names, some notable names at the top of the draft list. So, of course, Miami's the worst team that the NFL's seen since the Browns. <laughs> and, and they're projected to take Tua at the one. This is from a CBS mock draft. Projected to go four to Atlanta is Chase Young, who I think is the best player in the draft. He, I think he's the best player in college. I think he should be up for the Heisman. They should throw a defensive guy in there every year. I think that, that he's you bring unstoppable. Up, you bring up a good point. I think it's time for college to adapt to a offensive. It doesn't have to be called player Heisman. of the year. Right. It doesn't have to be called offensive Heisman, defensive Heisman, but there should be an offensive award and a defensive and award. And there could still be a Heisman. I, and I know there's like 1,700 awards with all the different players, like – Missouri always wins no. like the best no. ninth string left tackle award or something like oh, that. Was that you in school? No, it was not that me. I was I was tenth string, <laughs> but I joined the club. Just you need to have 
an offensive award and a defensive award. They do have defensive awards, like you said, but, but they like, should be a defensive player of Heisman the caliber, and they should announce them both in the same night at the same time. Yeah, let those guys get dressed up all fresh, the drip, yeah. as the kids say, you know? Let them get all drippy. And they actually can use my cousin Ethan Wiseman's <laughs> uh, suit company to get their suits. He, not even a sponsor. Not even a sponsor. It's either Pantheon or Pantheon suits. <laughs> Giving them a plug. He made D'Angelo Russell suit. He made Wait, Zeke suit you, with you the plugged him. That's like seven hundred dollars in our pocket. True, true. Um, he can make us suits. I was just at a wedding with him, and and my other cousin was wearing a Mari Cooper's customized Whoa. jacket. Same. He fits the same as Amari Cooper. That's impressive. He's tall. Tall dude. We didn't even finish this. We got Joe Burrow projected to go eighth to Tampa. Wait, okay. You're saying these projections according to CBS. I saw something that Barstool Ohio State tweeted out. It was the Ohio. pro football focus mock draft. PFF. Three Buckeyes for the top three pick. Joe Burrow, number one. Joe Burrow, Chase one. Young, number two. And Jeffrey Okuda, number three. Joe Burrow is an honorary Buckeye. I'm going to say. Joe Burrow I, could go number know, one. That's insane. I know it came from PFF. <laughs> Which loves I know it came from. I know it came from. And if you read PFF, you're probably piffing, as they say. I think. And, um, but you got to think there's a little bit of bias with the article that Barstool Ohio State posted, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess I. Yeah, I. Yeah, I guess right. Yeah, but this has Okuda going 14 to Oakland. That's obviously that's so low. Change. That's obviously going to change that. That's a lottery pick, though, if he's in the NBA. The Broncos are up 7 nothing. I just told you. 6 nothing. I just realized. That doesn't matter. Wait, did they miss the extra point? They went for two. What are they doing? I don't know. All right, whatever. <laughs> they need points. Shout so out to the over. <laughs> the NFL season is underway, of course, as we're watching a game right now. <laughs> it's been it's underway. It's well for underway. And Someone I say we're halfway through. I feel the same about the Browns that I feel every single year. And I don't want to make a big deal about this. Because no one cares here. Well, that's not what I was going to say. Sorry, we'll sorry. get to the Browns. I don't want to make a big deal about this, but ESPN Chicago's Jesse Rogers has just walked in. I don't want to make a big deal about that, <laughs> but our first guest has definitely arrived. We can give him a round of applause. Of course he was fashionably late, too, like any guest should be. Whenever he's ready, we'll bring him up on stage. Uh, intern Jack, will you grab his chair? Intern Jack, please escort our guests onto the stage. Thank you. Intern Jack, we, you know, if you guys want unpaid, to, unpaid intern Jack. Joey, <laughs> Joey actually suggested having a tip jar, and I, I was not like for as it. a joke. Like we donate the money or something. But if you guys want to donate some money, we can hopefully give Jack a full time, <laughs> full time position. We'd love to have Here, Jack as a full time member of the podcast, even though we ourselves are half, are, are part time members of the podcast. So we're gonna take a one second break. For Jesse to get up here, so we can get we'll all technically situated. Thank you, Jack. We now welcome on ESPN Chicago's Jesse Rogers. Thank you, thank you. Get loud. We got a lot of different things that we want to talk about with him first. We'll get to his game prediction at the end, but he is known for the Cubs. Jesse, tell us what's going on with the hunt for a new manager. Pretty much a dog and pony show because I think it's going to be David Ross and. Kind of Please been the, be David uh, Ross. It's kind of been sort of written for a while that it's going to be Ross, meaning, you know, they, they have decided it. Um, but, but you never know, and there's a couple guys that were in there that, that could change their minds, I suppose. The bench coach for the Astros um, is sort of an up-and-comer. I think they have to make a decision 
on um, a guy that's right for them right now as opposed to a guy that's more ready in a, in a sort of uh, bigger sense. Meaning, if they were um, starting over a team, I think they might pick the bench coach. His name's Joe Espada of the Astros if they were just starting from scratch. But for this team, um, like you two, they need a little discipline on this team. <laughs> and David Ross is the one guy that they will be guaranteed to get it from. So I do think it's going to be him. It's always been his job to lose. Um, you never know. Uh, I give it like a 95% chance. So there's always that. That is high. There's a, yeah, there's always <laughs> that moment that they could decide differently. But I think it's going to be Grandpa Rossi. Does that <laughs> so, make people happy? <laughs> so based, based on what you're just saying, going off that, the bench coach for the Astros, like to me, is like hiring like a Matt Lafleur. It's like no one knows who he is, but if he's a part of a winning organization, like we want him. Is that kind of the deal that's going on there? Yeah, I think the bottom line is you don't want to miss out on the next great manager or coach in football, and maybe that's Matt Lafleur, like you said. Uh, but for we don't every, like the Packers though. For so. everyone that that works, there's always one that doesn't. Of course, mean, Gabe Kapler's gone. Osmus is gone. Andy Green is gone. All these guys that had, you know, they didn't have great careers or weren't known for anything special, but they were given jobs because they were analytically driven and this and that, and they worked their way up a little bit in the front office, more maybe than even in uniform. So maybe Espada is, is that kind of guy that's just another guy, or he's something special. If he's something special, they may not want to pass up on it. But David Ross could be something special, too. Um, like I said, for this team, I think they feel like David Ross can get them where they want to go a little bit quicker. Do you sense that Cubs fans, and I can kind of speak for them, I kind of would like a, like a sexy hire, you know, and David Ross is definitely that. Do you think that that factors in? Not exactly. I wouldn't say it exactly like that, but the way I would say it is, you know the candidates they've interviewed, they're not hiring Will Venable to replace Joe Madden. That's not happening. That, yeah. I barely think they should hire Joe, Joe Espada to replace Joe Madden. But, again, if they see something in one of these candidates that is just overwhelming, you know, you see greatness. You know greatness when you see it. Um, so, but, but back to your point. So in that sense, you know, Ross comes with some gravitas, they call it. Maybe Girardi does as well, although I've heard terrible things about about Girardi and the, and the way he might fit with this team. So I do think that they need to, to hit a home run and, you know, hiring, the, hiring a first... Hey, oh, home run. Yeah, and hiring a first base coach that was been in uniform for a year, like Venable, nothing against him, I just don't think is the way they would do it. So people who may not follow you as closely as Joey and I do aren't aware of your World Series prediction oh yeah which actually looks like it's coming true i don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that well, brag what, a little bit what well it's it's already true i picked the nationals in march in march while bryce harper was signing with the phillies and everybody's talking about the mets and obviously the cubs and the dodgers i picked them in in march and then i doubled down once the playoffs started even knowing that the dodgers won 106 but that's the thing man it, it's a reminder that october is random and you could say, oh, the Cubs stunk, but if they had snuck in, you never know. So you try for the wild card. You try to win your division. It doesn't matter. October's random. Now, in 16, 17, and 18 in the National League, for example, 
or overall, the best team ended up winning the World Series. That should happen more often than not because you're the best team, but in short series, it, do, it doesn't, doesn't have to happen. So I, I love the Nationals um, going into the playoffs. I really thought the Dodgers were ripe for, for an upset. Now, I have the Nationals winning the World Series. I'm not as confident with these two teams, but maybe if they beat each other up through seven games, um, the Nationals will have a little bit of an advantage. Before we kind of jump away from baseball, Joe Madden, as everyone should know, is no longer the manager of the Cubs. He was, was it reported or confirmed that he is now the No, he Angels signed with manager. the Angels. He signed with so the you've Angels. worked with Joe closely, wrote yeah. a book about it. What are your thoughts overall on Joe and maybe just Joe moving forward now with a new organization? Because you know great, more about his time with the Angels before Yeah, this. Joe's a great manager, great guy, uh, class act, um, should be revered in this town forever. He did exactly what... Everyone wanted him to do, um, and he'll probably give a boost to the Angels. I mean, it, it, this is more – him moving on is more a, uh, a confirmation that over time, when you are in front of the media twice a day, in front of your players every day for 162, it is going to wear thin eventually. The message is going to get stale. It's just – think about – if you've been around, think about the Cubs managers over the years. Dusty Baker comes in here as an immediate impact gets run out of town. Pinella has immediate impact, gets run out of town. Madden has an immediate impact, not necessarily run out of town, but things start to, to go stale in the message. We like know. to say that they drove the lane right out of town. Yeah, they drove the lane out of town. And um, I think it was the same case with Joe. It's just after they won the World Series, they didn't have the same vibe. They never could recover that vibe. I think anybody that wins the, what would have won the World Series with the Cubs would probably be gone three or four years later. It's just hard to maintain it. And Joe is just not a sort of aggressive, in-your-face kind of guy that Ross is. And they might need that. At least Theo, and, uh, Theo thinks they need that a little bit. Because after they won the World Series, not surprisingly, they got, they got a little complacent. Yeah. They got comfortable. Do you think uh, maybe if Joe Madden brings in another magician or something, things could have been a little different? <laughs> I think he tried everything. <laughs> I think he tried everything. I think... They needed to. Uh, uh, they needed another 108 years. To, you yeah. know, they needed another thing out there. A little carrot. A little carrot, and you're never going to repeat the old carrot. So now, what it's do impossible. you do? Right. You get people that have never won it. Yep. Maybe the organization has, uh, or David Ross, uh, you know, ironically has, but <laughs> right. not as a manager. Right. And now you're going to have probably five players left from the 16 team, or six players, something like that. So you're going to have 20 players that have never won it as a Cub. So now you're you're, you're turning it all over again. Just need. In whatever way, you just need some kind of hunger. I think that goes for all sports. You know, dudes who haven't done it and want to do it or good leaders who have done it and can show you the way. It's always harder to stay on top than it is to get there. And it is tough to lead after you get there. That You have to get their attention in different ways. And in the one way that the Cubs need it, I don't think Joe kind of has that in his DNA. But trust me, he's a great manager, and he will give the Angels a boost and maybe even – take them really far. I mean, like you said, the city of Chicago owes that dude a ton, and now he gets, you know, it stinks. You go away from the Cubs, you just won a World Series. Well, now you get the best player maybe baseball's ever seen as yeah. the cornerstone of your franchise. So yeah, and things are looking point. up for him. That's the point. Try to get Trout to the playoffs and put that team back on the map. Um, they can't do much worse than they did this past year. Joe kind of is walking into a similar situation where if you drag this team to the playoffs in your first year, you're instantly a legend. No, and I wouldn't say a legend, but you are you 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 re-enhance your credibility. If you and again, that first year is where you can really make your mark. 
You have the attention of your players. Dusty Baker, Lou Pinella, Joe Madden here. You have your attention. He can, and he has good players. Maybe not great pitching staff, but he can make an impact, and they can do something. Look, the Astros at some point, you know, there's always a chance to over overtake a, a, a team that's made it to the playoffs several years in a row. Um, while the Angels are working on their offseason, they're playing, and maybe you can take advantage of that next year. You never know. What can people expect if they ultimately buy and read your book about Joe? What are some of the things? Well, the one thing, I mean, if you're an Angels fan, you'll love it because it talks about his early days growing up in the Angels organization. Think about it. He's been in the game 35 years, whatever it is, but only the last five with the Cubs. He's done all, all these other things in the game. So Try Not to Suck is the name of the book because that's what he said to Javi Baez when Baez came up, and he didn't have anything better to say to him. He said, try not to suck out there, and Javi's done a pretty good job of that. But you learn about his early years and, and what made him what he is today and all these things he did, uh, he did with the Cubs. He was doing back in his minor league days. It just didn't get any attention. Try not to suck makes me think of another Chicago sports team. You know, you can't help but think of Trubisky when you hear "try not to suck," and you kind of think about a little what, harsh, but okay. <laughs> what Nagy might be saying to him—that's my quarterback. If you would uh, relax for a second there, but Jesse, I'm just kind of curious He's what your no, thoughts. No, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy? No, Mahomes? no, no, the guy you guys had last year, at Mizzou. Oh, Drew Locke? He's no Drew Locke. <laughs> he's, he's coming back in a week or two. He's been on the IR, but right. if Flacco keeps let, playing. Let me know when he throws a touchdown. <laughs> or a pass. Or a pass. But what do you think about these Bears? You know, it's, it's interesting because you can be a fan of the Bears because you don't, you know, have a beat for them. Yeah, so, yeah and I am. Um, I think they, they absolutely made a mistake. And it doesn't mean they can't get where they want to go. But they absolutely made a mistake, and it was predictable at that moment. Dabo Sweeney told anybody that would listen, I've never heard a coach back a player, and they all back their own, but I've never heard a coach back their own player like, like Dabo did on Deshaun. Um, and there were, there were so many, um, you know, worry signs. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, red flags. Red flags, thank you. Thank you. You're red welcome. flags. I do this for a living. With, with Trubisky, 12 games, not much of a resume, North Carolina. And granted, there have been small school quarterbacks and uh, at, at Big and he was from Ohio. That have done well, but you had Deshaun Watson staring at you after an incredible performance. <laughs> I now Mahomes might be oh different because not everybody My else heart. is talking about Mahomes. <laughs> I just, oh, it hurts. And they traded up. This. Oh, we traded up. I and mean, again, I have nothing against the guy. He he's decent enough. Very but, nice dude. But you you had all pro looking at you capabilities. I, Think about Deshaun Watson <laughs> with this Bears defense. Oh my gosh. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts to get out. Um. First and foremost, Patrick Mahomes, I, that was, I don't think that we had any reason to take it. Well, I, John Dorsey saw it. The same John Dorsey who yeah. drafted Baker Mayfield. Okay, yeah, and Baker, he, he's great. Um, but Deshaun Watson, you're so right, it was just staring us in the face. I mean, why would we not take with a defense that was going to be great? Why would we not take a guy who has been there, done that, and beat the best team in college football all the time? Like, no one could beat Bama, and he did it twice. Don't, I don't know. Because, again, Why are we the it's, it's what you said. Now, other people passed on as well. But this city and this organization was so focused on getting a franchise quarterback. How can they get that one wrong with the number three pick, let alone moving up? So, again, nothing against Trubisky if you're in the building. It's not about you. It's about the guys you passed up. And there were not one, but two of them. You know, I have a friend. He's actually he's in the building. He would say that he didn't even care that 
they didn't take Mahomes or Watson. He'd be fine with uh, with Cutler back there right now. He's he's not. Well, a I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Cutler's not exactly a guy that brings the whole squad together. Trubisky does have some some of those qualities. He just right now doesn't have enough of the quarterback qualities. I mean that's that's obvious. Now maybe oh experience God. will get him there, but at some point you gotta you gotta do it. Okay, it's time to move on because uh, my heart is slowly breaking. Well, you into. don't disagree with any of I, that. I, I agree with everything. That's what makes it so yeah. hard. I will say though, Ryan Pace has a get out of jail free card because he made the best trade in NFL history by getting Columbia. Yeah, and they made the playoffs last year. So, you give them a, you give them all the credit in the world. It just it's the most important position in sports, and even more so now, the way you can't play defense if you have a good quarterback, it's everything. But the Cubs, the Cubs, they didn't make the playoffs either. So yeah, it's, it's true. The Cubs. They were bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say if we want to talk round it out with the Bulls, things are looking up for the Bulls at least. I don't know if I love our head coach, but things are looking up in terms of Young talent for the Bulls. I go to two. I go to uh, two Bulls games a year. No, one when the Warriors play in town. That's there you it. Go. Like Shout to, out to Angelo Russell. I like to see good teams play. That's my assessment of the Bulls. What's the second game? The cheapest? No, I thought the Warriors came twice, but they only come <laughs> once. So I only go to one. Yeah, maybe the Lakers. Ah. Well, the Mavs have Jalen Brunson, who is Chicago-born and right. is a recurring guest no, actually, on the show. I like, I like seeing the Bucks. I do like seeing the Bucks. The Greek freak. The Greek freak is awesome. So we want to hear, and I think everyone might want to hear as, a, as an expert analyst, we want to hear your thoughts on tomorrow's game. Okay, I, I, came, I came with stats. We love stats. And, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give uh, um, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be honest here. Going to the game... And my t- I got my tickets from the athletic director at Northwestern. So I am not going humble to Humble brag. No, no, no. It's not a humble cool. brag. You got it. You know it's what being I'm honest on so why I. I'm picking the g- best upset of the year. Whoa. There's only one You're way spo- You guys happen. are supposed to be booing right now. You're supposed to boo. You hear them? Yeah, yeah. It's only because I got my tickets. <laughs> how I got my tickets. All right, so here's a stat you guys don't, don't have because who looks this stat up? Opponents' points per play. <laughs> Points per play. PPP, uh, if you're not familiar. Yeah. Points per play, which is ridiculous. It's, uh, everybody's under one, right? You don't, you don't average one point per play. So the, the, Buckeyes rank, the Buckeyes rank fourth in points per play in the nation. Woo. Northwestern ranks 129th. <laughs> and how many teams are there? 130. Thank you. 130. So points per play. They rank fourth, and they rank 120 now. 29. Now, opon- opponents' points per play. So, defensively, oh, what do you give up? First of all, the top three teams in this category are all Big Ten teams. Hey, oh. OSU is third. Oh. Now, Northwestern is 27th. A little bit more top, respectable. They're in the top 30. All right. So, what's the point spread? 27 or something? 20 and a half. What's the, what's the over-under? 48 and a half. Exactly. They're tell- <laughs> they're, the, here's, the, here's the safe play. Take Northwestern. We don't gamble. Northwestern. We don't gamble. Yeah, right. <laughs> Northwestern and the under would be the safe play, because because of those stats I just read. It, the That's only what they way, want you to think. The only way Northwestern stays in this game at all is if it's somewhat low scoring. Now the ballsy play is to take um, Ohio State in the under, to to cover twenty eight, but to go under forty eight is, is can be difficult. Well, this is what I said. So this is the you point. Go first. North- <laughs> I'm giving. I, I'm not. This the point wasn't the gambling angle. The point was Northwestern is going to keep it low scoring and close for as long as possible. <laughs> now I don't know what the third or fourth quarter is going to look like, but I I bet you 
at halftime, it's like maybe 10 to 3 Ohio State. Something like that. All right, maybe 14 to 3. <laughs> Something like they're going to keep it close, but eventually the points per play is going to work against Northwestern. However, somehow in the fourth quarter, they're going to pull it out. The so give, the, me a final the give me a final score prediction. All right. Because I got the tickets where I got the tickets, uh, 21-17 Northwestern. <laughs> but in, in all honesty, in all honesty, 28-17 uh, Ohio State. Okay, that's respectable. All right, Jesse Rogers, thank you so much for joining us. You got it. You guys got a great show. Before you go, this is this is some cool equipment. What's that? Shout out where, our, where'd our you, intern. Where'd, where'd you swipe it from? <laughs> so Jesse Rogers <laughs> was brought to you by Manny's Deli. Yes, like that place. Manny's Deli. Man, do I love Manny's Deli. Did you guys know that Manny's Deli has been piling it high on the best corned beef sandwiches in Chicago since 1942? If I'm doing my math correctly, that's 77 years of delicious. But did you know that Manny's does catering and events too? No way. From sandwiches to soups to trays and desserts, Chicago's authentic deli delivers the most mouthwatering catering in town. So for your next party, shower, wedding, or sporting event, Think Manny's. Order online at mannysdeli.com today or visit them now seven days a week at Roosevelt and Jefferson. Manny's Deli. And if you're setting Piling up, it high since 1942. And if you're setting up an event, use Tracy Fisher Events to plan it and use Bizarre Entertainment for the DJ equipment. And if you're having a bar mitzvah, have it at Manny's because uh, I had it at Manny's and uh, it was a party. So we're going to get to Tyvis Powell in a minute. He's going to call in. We're going to get to Tyvis Powell in a minute. He's going to call in. But I just got handed to me the Ohio State-Northwestern game tickets. <laughs> and if you, want, if you want to win them, this is what you need to do as Baker's getting hit on the TV. This is what you need to do. You need to go up to Jack right over there. Jack, wait for Wait Jack, for him, wave. Jack. You need to go up to Jack. You need to show proof that you are following. Drive the lane on Twitter if you have a Twitter. And drive the lane on Instagram if you have an Instagram. You will receive a raffle ticket, and your name will be put into the bucket for a chance to win these tickets to the game. We'll be right back with time. Wait, what do you say? Why don't we give something away right now? Should we give something away right yeah, now? let's give something away right now. I think the fans here deserve an Ohio State basketball T-shirt. Ooh. All right, so I get your, do, I get your tickets do, ready. I say we do trivia for that one. We want the tickets to pile up. All right. We're going to do trivia. We're going to do trivia. If you know the answer to the question, raise your hand, and you will be able to come onto our special stage and see if you know the answer. All right, everybody. Of course, since it's an Ohio State basketball teacher we're giving away, here's an Ohio State basketball question. And uh, it's a pretty simple one if you know me well. What is my career high in scoring? Zero. It's not zero. Zero. We got a hand back there. We have a hand. No, but you're supposed to come up here to say it. It was not five. We got a hand right here. Three? Three, no. Okay, my papa got it right, but can we give it to a family member? Survey says yes. yes. <laughs> Woo! All right, we'll bring you your we'll prize. We'll bring you your t-shirt in a second. But come up and get your raffle tickets for the game. We'll be back in a minute. All right, if everybody could quiet down for a second. 
Quiet down for a quick second. So we're going to call Tyvis Powell, who's a friend of the show, former Buckeye, former national champion, current free agent. He's very funny. It's going to be a good interview, and we're excited to talk to him. Yeah, he's, uh, you guys heard a quick soundbite from him. Awesome dude. Awesome interview. He, by far the most fun we've had with an interview. Should so we play the soundbite one more time? Yeah, let's play the soundbite. So, so he told us yeah. an untold story about how Cardale, Cardale Jones shot Terry McLaurin with a paintball gun. In the middle of the night. We'll just play it. Yeah, so. Opens the door, and when I tell you he shot Terry up so bad with that paintball gun, I was like, oh, my goodness. I still got the video on my phone. Oh, well, we might have to get that video. I might have to see the scene. I can't believe <laughs> Wait, unrelated. Have you seen the, the the video on Twitter of the fireworks where the guy's saying, put in reverse, Terry? No. What? You haven't seen that? You, we'll you send sound, that to we'll you. We'll send that to you because you I'm sound, like, when you're telling that story, you sound just like the guy in that video. Oh, yeah. I ain't never seen that. Put it reverse there. You, I guarantee when I send Alright, so we're gonna give him a we're gonna give him a call right now. Can you guys hear it? Hello? Tyvis, what's up man? How we doing? Oh man, I'm doing good, man. As long <laughs> as I'm alive. Oh know. man. We are so excited to have you on, man. We are live right now. Say hello to the people real quick, if they can hear oh, you. Oh, we live. We What's live, baby. Everybody? You know what? I've been doing my best uh, Bill O'Reilly impression. We'll do it live. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things about starting this podcast is is me and you kind of get to text every day now, which is pretty cool. I don't know. Oh, I, don't yeah. know <laughs> I don't know what you think about that, but I love it. Oh, we text bros, man. You you just can't be texting me late at night. You're going to have my girlfriend thinking things, you know? <laughs> yeah, so I, that's the first thing I told Andrew. I said, hey, you can be his text friend, you know, but past 730, that's scary hours. Oh, yeah. Come on now. He's going to be giving me the eye like, who is that? So I'm gonna be like, <laughs> well, we don't want Andrew Zoltan. We don't want to call you and interrupt uh, some more Cardell Jones, Terry McLaurin paintball sessions either. <laughs> You see that? We got our little thing that got stolen. Yeah, they stole it. You see how they do it? Didn't give us no credit or nothing. You see how they were doing it? I mean, if we're upset about it, you should be really upset because it's your voice. I'm pretty sure you're the guy from the video. (laughs) Put it in reverse. (laughs) Oh, my man. We got some questions for you. Can we talk serious for a second? If that's even possible. Come on, man. Is we going to be serious this time? By no. serious, I mean one one question, then we'll probably laugh again. Yeah, ready? So here's, okay. the, here's the first okay, question. I ain't got my shirt and tie on, but come on, let's give it to me. Were you, um, were you at Cardale Jones, your son's draft party for the XFL? Was I what? Were you at, <laughs> were you at, were you at Cardale Jones's draft party for the XFL? No, you know, he that's how he is now. You know, he's grown up, and I got him off my insurance now, so he just makes his own decisions now. I, I, but he didn't he want to get there. Interesting. Are you going to be joining him in the XFL? What's your plan? What's the update? 
Uh, you know, I hadn't really given that a lot of thought. But, you know, this, the funniest thing is once yesterday happened, it's just like my phone started blowing up. Everybody's asked, are you going to the XFL? I, I don't know. Like right now at this time. Who, I, who should they the ask answer, if you don't know? The answer would be no at this time. But if opportunity presents itself and that's my option, then I would take it. But right now, that's not what I was trying to do. No, you're a, you're an NFL player. We know that for sure. So, <laughs> well, you know, once this podcast airs, though. All the XFL GMs will be calling you because they listen to the show. So I got eight. So not only do I have the thirty-two GMs listen to this, I got the eight XFL teams. Yeah, you right? might you might want to put your phone on silent once we once we throw this up there because uh, your phone will be blown up. <laughs> you know, if I have to click over every once in a while, y'all, I'm sure you guys will understand. That happens to Andrew's phone all the time, so he's used to it. So since we talked. Terry McLaurin has gotten even better. I, mean, I know, right? Ain't that something? So maybe it's just us talking about him that leads <laughs> to him playing well. Have you talked to him at all lately? No, I haven't seen, I haven't talked to a lady, but I might need to go ahead and reach out, man. That's, Tell that's, him what's going on with the Redskins account. <laughs> Tell you not even shouting us out or nothing. I don't even want no money. You know, just shout us out a couple of times. You bring me in for a workout, that'd be kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they already got two Buckeyes, man. What's another Buckeye? Can't hurt. I mean, they're doing so good. You know, D.C. has just been taking over. You got Cardell down there. You got Durant, Grant, Tracy. Come on, we might as well just go ahead and throw Titus Powell in there. Yeah, you guys could all live in, like, one big mansion or something. Like, that could be a reality show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. They, yeah, don't steal that. That's a good idea. Don't steal that. We have football going in the reality in the afternoons. The Redskins are probably going to steal that idea of a reality show because they yeah. steal all our stuff. Yeah, why do we even yeah. say anything on this podcast about the Redskins? They're just. I, I don't it. know. We gotta. We gotta be more confidential, guys. So last time we talked, you gave us that untold story about the paintball incident. You got any? Got any more hidden gems you could tell the crowd? You know what? I can tell y'all about how. I got my signing bonus from Seattle. I signed for, uh, I had a $12,000 signing bonus, and I lost it within the first week. <laughs> <laughs> what? How, how'd that happen? A gigantic meal at the dollars. All right, this is what happened. This is what happened, all right? This is the, I'll never, ever, ever get on another jet ski for this reason. Okay? <laughs> so we down there. It's, it's OTAs. <laughs> down at OTA. Seattle is beautiful. If you don't know, in about the months of April, May, you know, it's really nice out there, like beautiful. And Seattle's practice facility is on the water. So after after we had, you know, a full week of OTAs, we get the weekends off, of course. And, you know, the guys thought it would be a cool idea if we all went jet skiing. So I'm like, okay, I've never been on jet skis, but, you know, cool, let's do it. You know, everybody's doing let's go. So group of us go, we get on the jet skis, you know. We, we, we go to the, we'll cruise past the facility. So we get to the facility was about a mile, two miles away on jet skis, okay? So we get there, and <laughs> we just sitting there talking. Now, I got my jet ski on, and my friend DeAndre Elliott got his. He turned his off. <clears throat> so we, I'm facing a certain way, and his is to the side, facing me. Like, it's to the side. So we like, what is that, perpendicular? Ah, I think that's the right word, perpendicular. We're, we're, anyway, not, we're not math guys. So we don't know. We, sit, <laughs> we sitting there talking, and my jet ski just floating, and his just floating. So his comes past mine, and mine's is floating forward. And out of nowhere, it just like boom, it just hit right. So I'm like, okay, you know, we ain't even, it ain't no, we ain't going no speed, so it shouldn't be that bad. So it left a big hole in the jet ski that we was renting. 
And then on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, one of the jet skis that we was, one of the guys' jet skis, it was uh, Tanner's. Tanner's jet ski, like, died. So we had to leave his jet ski, and it was only, like, three of us out at the time. So we were sitting there like, well, he not, you know, he not about to get on the back of my seat. <laughs> 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 you might as well start swimming, dude, because you ain't nowhere in the world. You can't, we got, we about to ride with you on the back of what our jet ski. So I ended up being an adult about it. I said, come on, man, go ahead, go ahead. You, you can drive. Go ahead. You go ahead and drive. So we saddled up. So we get back to the place. And the guy's like, oh, my God, you put a hole in the jet ski. He's like, oh, you got to pay for this. This is going to be a huge damage. I'm like, you know, a little hole. In. I'm talking about the hole ain't even that big. It's like the size like the size of a, a, a tennis ball. It ain't, it ain't that big, you know. Well, it can't be no more than a couple of dollars, right? <laughs> he tells Boom, me that, that damage is like six to $8,000. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh. So... Instead of arguing about it, I'm like, I guess I was wrong, you know. Now go ahead, man. Here, here's my signing bonus. I'll just be another broke guy. Again. Here, here, take it. I can't, can't fight it because I did it. So, bam, there he is. So what'd you do with your next signing bonus? Something smarter, I assume. Yeah, you know, I, you know what I said? You know, I'll never get on jet skis again. And I, <laughs> he actually <laughs> bought a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, the jet skis, is, they, they are deadly. It costs you $6,000 to mess with your jet skis. I'm cool. <laughs> So I want to jump back to something we talked about last time was your relationship with Richard Sherman. Did you see all that nonsense with the handshakes between Richard Sherman and Baker Mayfield? And wasn't that something? <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that something, man? I, I couldn't believe it. I, you know, we was texting before. I didn't even ask him about it because it was just like, you know what? I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't know what you was thinking, what happened, or what was said. I don't even care. But, <laughs> yeah, you, you, I don't know what you were looking at, brother. <laughs> Did you see him give a sideline interview during the game? No, did he? Yeah, at the end of the game when it was a blowout because the Browns kind of stink out loud. Um, they, uh, <laughs> there was uh, – Hey, hold on now. That's, that's still yeah, my sorry. hometown yeah, team. Sorry, like, sorry, hey, sorry. You, they still and, hold a special place in my heart, and, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, I'll, yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, he was talking to I think Michelle Tafoya or whatever. I think that's her name. And they were having a conversation with the hot mic on TV, and it was still the fourth. That's quarter. not your uncle, right? No. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Sherm. Yeah. So and Sherm was saying, "Hey, I finally got you a pick," and it was literally an interview, and the game was still going on, and Baker was still in the game. <laughs> You know what? I did see that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because she said she never had, he never got a pick while she was down on the field or something, exactly. or something like that. So he exactly. was like happy to do it. Yeah, I did see that. Did you see uh, Bosa's celebration after he sacked Baker? I know it was it was very. How could, uh, he's how the could goal. You miss that? He, he's the goal. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think that uh, you know wrapped up a nice little chapter in every Ohio State fan's book when he did that. It was nice to see the Bucks back on top. <laughs> At first, I didn't know what it was, and then they like they told what it was. Like man, Booger, really Booger knew right it. away. Booger knew right <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, Baker that definitely uh, infuriated a lot of people with that one. But it was good to get him back on the on the best stage of all. You know, Monday Night Football. How about that? So, Tyvis, my my next question to you is. <clears throat> I'm going to be in Cleveland for the Browns-Steelers Thursday night game in a couple weeks. 
My mm-hmm. question to you is where are we going to dinner before the game? Before the game? Or where are me and you going out after the game? He's like, he's like, I'm gonna be like Hold four on, years now. deep, man. It depends. It depends. I can have you down in the. I can, I can take you to a good wing spot, man. We can go to Open Pit. <laughs> we can go to Kills. Get you a nice little some chicken wings or a fish dinner or something like that before the game. <laughs> are you gonna go to that game? You think I might have an extra ticket for you? Yeah, if I'm still around, I sure will take that ticket if you got it. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Maybe we can arrange for you to come sit in my seats with me at the game. Come on, man. Come on, man. You do that for me, man. I appreciate hey, we're, it. We're family, man. You know that by now. We're family. You, you know what? Forget Lauren. You can, you can text me anytime. If you're give me a t- <laughs> All right. We appreciate that. Tyvis, you got anything else for us before we head no, out? No, sir. Go Bucks, man. I appreciate y'all for bringing me on again. It's always Absolutely. All right. I'll talk to you tonight. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, All right. you're the man. Thanks, Tyvis. Bye, y'all. Tyvis Powell, ladies and gentlemen, the dude maybe not maybe not the best statistical Ohio State Buckeye that's played in the NFL, but he very well very well might be the funniest. Dad, I hate to put you in this pickle, but I think we got to give our our extra ticket to Tyvis Powell <laughs> in a couple weeks. <laughs> um, I think it's safe to say that. Jalen Brunson is your best friend, and Tyvis Powell is my best friend. <laughs> yeah, Tyvis Powell is definitely your best friend. The fact that uh, you've overtaken his girlfriend. Do you remember, do you remember my song? Oh, yeah. No yeah, one but, man should have all this Tyvis Powell. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't steal that one, Redskins, when you sign him. All right, so we're going to talk to Joshua Perry here in a couple minutes. We're going to take our 19th break yeah. of the night, uh, but we're going to get the phone set up again. Get your tickets in. We got a Justin Fields jersey, which my, I might or just Jeff end Okuda. up keep, keeping. We got some Drive the Lane shirts. We got tickets. So prove that you're following us on Instagram. And Twitter. And Twitter. And Boom, we'll, you're eligible. And we'll get you something. All right, we will be back in just a couple of minutes. All right, we're going to call Joshua Perry now, who is a Big Ten analyst. We're going to get him in. He's very knowledgeable about all sports. If you thought Tyvis was going to go on tangents and not stop talking, this guy's going to also not stop talking about whatever we ask him, Big Ten, college football, whatever. He's an analyst, though, so he won't be as funny. Um, but he will be just as informative, if not more. All right. We're going to call JP right now. Can we hear, can we hear him? Yeah. How funny would it be if he didn't answer? Hello? Boom. What's up, man? How we doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Are you getting ready for the game tomorrow? Yeah. Trying to get some notes prepped, trying to get my mind right. We expect nothing less from you. We are we are rolling, by the way. We are live in front of like 7,000 people right now at McGee's oh, Tavern. Wow. Not, not literally. I might have exaggerated a little, but, but the place is packed and excited to hear from you. So, first off, the game got flexed to Big Ten Network. What does that mean for you? When, are, when and where are people going to be able to see you tomorrow, before, during, and after the game? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, anybody who's watching the game should watch the pregame covers. We'll be on uh, an hour before kick. Uh, that's me, that's Glenn Mason, that's Mike Hall, and that's Mike Martin. Uh, we'll all be on there, and then you'll be able to see my face during halftime, and then you'll be able to see us postgame, too. So just keep it locked on BCN. Um, also, real quick, I wanted to shout out my guy, uh, Jason Priestess with 11 Warriors. He's out there in the crowd right now, probably getting it in. I know he's probably lit. But, uh, um, yeah, I know it's probably wild over there where you guys are. I wish I could have been on site today. Yeah, we know. We'd, we'd love to have you here. We get that you're a busy, busy dude, much busier than us. So we appreciate you still taking the time to call in and, and you know, instill some knowledge in us. No doubt. So we want you to show off that knowledge like we always ask you to do. So first question Tell us a little bit about the Big Ten. What's going down this weekend? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Yeah, I mean, we'll start off with our game. Um, Ohio State Northwestern not really going to be a game. Sorry, any uh, yeah. Northwestern fans that might be out there, I know it's probably a, a pretty good Buckeye lean in there, but um, they, they really don't have a chance in my mind. They don't score the ball, um, and the only way teams really have a chance of beating Ohio State is if they can try to outscore them. Because um, Ohio State's offense so high powered, I don't think you stop them. Um, defensively, Northwestern, I think, is a solid team. I don't think they're great, but I think they can make some plays. Um, and, and so that's kind of the deal there. You got a defense that'll get some stops, but they'll probably end up being worn out because they'll be on the field a little bit too much. Northwestern's offense has had a ton of challenges, started the quarterback position. It's just not very good. Um, and then you move through, they've got a couple of good running backs, but their, their wide out position isn't great. Um, up front, they're not fantastic. So, you know, it's just, it's tough playing football that way, I'll say that much. Um, the conference slate isn't great except for um, Penn State and Michigan. So that'll probably be the one that I'll be looking forward to as much as anything this weekend. Um, it'll be a great battle. I think we'll get to learn a lot more about Penn State because I feel like we've seen Michigan now in a couple of big games and we figured them out a little bit. Um, struggling to throw the ball a little bit. Run game is uh, very inconsistent, but a solid defense nonetheless. With Penn State, they're a team who a lot of people feel like are very good, but in their two toughest games, their offense hasn't been very explosive. So curious to see what they do there, but again, another great defensive team. So um, kind of the, the two games most people be interested in outside of that, you got Purdue and Iowa. It's not going to be a great game. Wisconsin, Illinois, probably be a blowout. Um, Indiana, Maryland, probably Indiana will uh, be able to go out there and show what they can do. And then Minnesota playing Rutgers. Minnesota's number 20, by the way. A lot of people didn't expect them to make so much noise this year. But not a ton of good games except for that nightcap there on Saturday. So, so basically you're saying the best thing going on in the Big Ten world will be the pregame show tomorrow night, the halftime show tomorrow night, and the postgame show tomorrow night. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I mean, keep it locked on BTN. I'm telling you right now. Just go ahead. Don't don't even do anything else. You can get on your DVRs right now. I know a lot of you got those cell phones with the cool little apps where you can record anywhere. Go ahead and hit that record button right now. Oh, we you can't see them, but they're all looking at their cell phone doing it right now. It's incredible. Love it. <laughs> can I talk to you about a nightmare college football playoff scenario for a second? Sure. So my nightmare scenario, and then we'll talk about how Missouri, who we talked about last time, is getting close. But my, night, my nightmare scenario is Ohio State kicks Wisconsin's ass next week. 
and then Wisconsin okay. makes it to the Big Ten championship and beats sure. Ohio State, and then we get yep. no Big Ten teams in the playoff. What do you think about the, the booze are pouring in? What do you the think about the possibility so, of that? So what's going to happen is if Ohio State uh, beats Wisconsin uh, a week from Saturday, and then Wisconsin makes it back to the Big Ten championship game, and their only loss is to that Ohio State team, and they end up beating Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, they probably got a good chance of actually making it in. And I don't know what happens the, the rest of the way out with the rest of the teams. I can't, I can't tell you that. But if your only loss is to a team that's probably at that point in the season the number two team, maybe number one at lowest number three, and you beat them in the conference championship, that was your only loss, you probably get in. Um, the SEC gets a little bit dicey in terms of what happens there because now you've got a few teams – uh, Georgia and Florida, or yeah, Georgia and Florida specifically, kind of waiting there, um, you know, peeking around the corner, and they've got some matchups coming up. But they're peeking around the corner at the the bottom of the top ten, and then you got your Alabama, you got your LSU that are up there at the very top. But even Missouri like in there Florida at twenty two. Auburn, who's just hanging around, like you never know what happens. Yeah, we so so obviously so my nightmare situation being Ohio State alum is to see Wisconsin twice and they beat us one of those times. I don't think it'll happen, but obviously that's a nightmare. Andrew's nightmare situation, which maybe could also be his dream situation, is when Missouri wins out, wins the SEC, and sneaks into that fourth spot uh, in the in the college football playoff. How you know would you feel for Andrew? How possible is that? Um. Is, is there any chance that they'll they'll lose to Vanderbilt, or is that already we can we can put that one in the stone? Um, they've got Georgia, that's going to be tough, and they've got Florida, that's going to be another tough one. Um, if by some chance they end up winning all of their games, they win an SEC championship. It would be really hard to not throw them in there, but you know you're looking at two top ten teams right now that they've got to face in November. That's always going to be a test. That's what, uh, that's what I love to hear. It sounds to me like Mizzou's going to the college football play. If you heard it here first. Mizzou, you just got to worry about Vanderbilt right now. So, <laughs> so, so we're Stephen college football. Who is the potential playoff team that Ohio State could see that scares you the most? I know that's jumping a little bit, but who right now are you the most scared of? And I got a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I want to hear what you have to say. So... I'll, I'll say it. Let me preface it by saying that out of all the top teams right now, I don't think any of them scare me defensively. I don't. Alabama's defense right now is young and banged up, so they might get some guys back, but um, you know they don't really scare me. LSU, I think their defense is vulnerable. We've seen that, and you know you could point to Florida playing with. Um, you know, a couple of quarterbacks out there, but definitely not their starter, and they were still able to put up 28 points on them. Um, when you look at Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma defensively has some questions. Again, their offense is very high-powered. Um, you know, you could say the same thing about Clemson. For me, if there was one team I definitely have a little trepidation about, it'd be LSU just because of the Joe Burrow factor. And you get that guy in a playoff scenario with the kind of competitor he is, and you know, they're feeling themselves too down there. They should be. They've been playing some really, really good ball. Um, I think just kind of that intangible edge that would be in that game is something that would worry me. 
Yeah, I think we all. I think we definitely agree with you. I personally am most scared of Joe Burrow and that revenge game type deal um, that we could have with him, and because I think he's incredible, um, especially if he's won the Heisman. I just he's destiny, and LSU is just like I don't. They just scare me just in general. If I was any team, the most probably. Yeah, LSU's got. Uh, they've got the the quarterback to go along with the athletes on the outside finally, and that's probably the thing that scares me the most. I think we have a bunch of potential rematch revenge games. You know, you potentially have Fields against Georgia, but I don't know how likely that is for Georgia anymore. You potentially have Joe Burrow against Ohio State, which seems the most likely of all the revenge games. And I'm going to keep bringing it up until it's impossible. You got the potential Kelly Bryant revenge game against Clemson. I think of all those games, Fields against Georgia would be the most dominant performance from a former player against his old team. What do you think? I agree with that. I think, and so like this is a question that I ask everybody right now, but, um, you know, if you're picking teams and you're, you're picking players from the Florida roster, or I mean the, uh, excuse me, the Georgia roster and the Ohio State roster, and you're starting with quarterbacks, like who's everybody going to take as their number one quarterback right now? It's Justin Fields. Um, and so it's kind of wild. Like if that were a matchup, um, Ohio State and Georgia, like you don't think that he would play with such a huge chip on his shoulder just to, like even in the isolated scenario, like stats are already better, performances are already better right now, but just like that isolated, I get to do it to him in-person type deal, like he would just go off. I, I can't even imagine what that game would look like. Who's the first pick in the draft if the season ended today? Gosh, that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it depends on who's picking. If you're a, a, a team that needs a quarterback, potentially, um, Bengals, for example, shoot, Dolphins probably even. You're taking Joe Burrow, but if you're a team that wants to go a little defense, pass rusher, you're probably taking Chase Young. All right, well, you know, that's all we really need from you, but I want to give you one last chance. You know, you talked about it last time. Talk a little bit about your charities and foundations real quick before we head out. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, platform to talk about that, so... Um, I've got the Joshua Perry Family Foundation. Um, we work within Central Ohio with kindergarten to eighth graders. Um, our pillars are empowerment, self-efficacy, and education. Um, and I think the work that we do um, is extremely important for these youngsters, and a lot of it is spending time with them, showing that we care, um, working on developing leadership traits within these young people, but also filling needs within their community. So whether it's school supplies, whether it's clothes, or whether it's just being I'm a proper role model. That's what we're there to do. Um, we've been extremely grassroots from, um, you know, our inception basically a couple of years ago, but now we're really starting our, our next big fundraising drive. So um, details will be coming out soon, but we're looking at a fundraiser here in December. It's going to be a cool little event. So just dropping that nugget out there for anybody who might be able to make it back to Columbus for that. But, um, you know, just trying to make genuine impacts with young people and have a lot of fun doing it. All right. You're the man. Yeah, Keep thank doing you so your much. Thing. You've been killing it, killing it with the foundations. We see you got that podcast now, too. Thanks for stealing some of our listeners. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's not your fault. <laughs> All right. Take care, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. No doubt. Appreciate it, Paul.